first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto-Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Coke Zero Sugar 400 here on Running Hot. Before we get into the Coke Zero Sugar 400, last weekend's race at Watkins Glen was won by William Byron for his first career road course win He held off the JGR cars of Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell, who rounded out the podium, to claim Byron's series-leading fifth win of the year. That gives him a total of 28 playoff points as we stand right now, heading in to the last race of the regular season. So, Stevie, before we look ahead to this wild race at Daytona, your thoughts on Watkins Glen? No tire fall off road course. I mean, some might say it was boring. It wasn't my favorite. Watkins Glen is usually a pretty exciting racetrack, but these cars, I feel like, are just too good on road courses where we're just not seeing like any type of separation. You get to the back of a car, you can't really do anything to pass them where we've seen in the past. So I don't want to discount William Byron. He had a phenomenal race. They were on the right strategy all race. How, if you're Chase Elliott, do you run out of gas when like this is one of your best chances to win to make the playoffs? I mean, he qualified bad. He probably wasn't winning that race anyway without cautions and stuff. So, I mean, it's it's probably like one of those things that is a bigger deal than it probably should be. But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I hope that people listen to our preseason show and got William Byron at 16 to 1 to win the championship because if I had to pick a favorite right now, <laughs> it would be Byron. Byron was my favorite before the year. Being unbiased though, I think that I would be shocked if like Truex, Byron, Hamlin aren't three of the final four drivers in Phoenix. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, our preseason show, not only do we have Byron, we had Truex at 14-1, I think it was, and Byron 16-1. So looking pretty good from the season preview show so far with our championship picks. But I agree with you on Watkins Glen. For me, it's the car right now. Like you said, they're too good at road courses, so it makes it incredibly hard to pass. There was some passing. Um, Certainly drivers were able to make moves, but it got harder and harder as you got further forward in the field, as it should. But I think it became a little too hard to pass. So one of those things where it kind of happens. And you know, there was that really – you mentioned the Chase Elliott running out of gas. Well, he brought it yellow, and that was a very untimely caution for Kyle Busch, for Bubba Wallace, for Austin Dillon – Kyle Larson. I had bets on three of those four drivers. The only one I didn't have a bet on was Bubba Wallace, but still ended up turning a profit. But man, it could have been a much nicer day had those four guys not gotten caught out on that unfortunate yellow timing. But that's road course racing, especially without you know stage cautions for you. That's the thing that can happen. And that's actually what I'd love to see because we have to incorporate that element back into our handicapping process for road courses. But We're not at a road course this weekend. Uh Uh-uh. We are at 
the granddaddy of them all, Daytona International Speedway. That is the site for this weekend's playoff cutoff race, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Daytona, of course, a two and a half mile track. And it's not like the two and a half mile track at Pocono, which is flat. Daytona has 31 degrees of banking in the corners. That means we're not breaking. We're going crazy high speeds unless we use the tapered spacer to limit the horsepower. Also a high drag package in effect to create a big drafting effect. As a result, we're going to get the old traditional Daytona Talladega pack racing, the big draft. So another drafting track, playoff cutoff race. We know these races tend to get wild. What are we going to expect here, Stevie, and this one in particular? Absolute chaos. There is no other thought in my mind than this race at the end is going to be wild. The first two stages, I don't think they're going to be that crazy. There's not a ton of people racing for stage points outside of maybe like Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex. Hamlin has like a very like outside shot. And he said on his podcast this week, it's full go for him. He's just, he's going, he's going to go as hard as he can. So Outside of just trying to win a stage if you're up there, I mean, like if you're Ryan Blaney, you're Joey Logano, these guys that love to control these races anyway, I mean, being out front is where you want to be. So like if you get the opportunity to win a stage, I I just don't think we see like massive blocks until we get into those like last 50, 60 laps. And then the blocks are going to start becoming big. We're going to see wrecks. I live 15 minutes from Daytona. It is really hot right now in Florida. This track is going to be slicker. Even a night race is going to be slicker than it was when we were here in the in the early part of the year. So overall, chaos. I mean, that's the that's the word. Like you are playing variants, you're playing high odd stuff, and you're you're spreading out your units this week because this race is going to be wild. We're going to have some stuff we're going to talk about where we have some like thought process edges that we think we have this week, but. I mean, at the end of the day, we can't predict this race. There's no way you can predict this race because it's going to be wild. Yeah, absolutely. This race is going to be pure chaos, like you said. By example, last year where, you know, and, and we probably won't have this rain effect where hell, the whole field gets wiped out because <laughs> no chance that happens. all of a sudden <laughs> rain comes. But to your point, each of the last three years, this race has been chaos. No more than half the field finishing on the lead lap in this race. So do expect some chaos. You know, that that rain race last year, of course, led to the the famous million dollar top 10 parlay last year. So I don't think we'll see one of those this year, but it certainly behooves you to take some shots some long shots. Keep your units, you know, or, or bet sizes small, you know, just play quarter tenths of units on some of these longer shots if you want. But that is the way to attack Daytona. Funny enough, I've already written up a couple articles at Action Network. I wrote up Brennan Poole to win. 2001. Yes, 2001. And I wrote up a Denny Hamlin Bubba Wallace one two finish at 100 to 1 either way. So essentially like 50 to 1 odds for, for the one two on either side. So already written up some very, very long shot bets for this race. Keep those unit sizes small because it's going to be a fun race. But funny enough, I actually have a couple of shorter odds bets for you in the show this week. But you know, any last thoughts, playoff scenarios, teammates? What are you kind of looking at before we get into the bets? A lot of stuff kind of impacts this week when it comes to this topic just in general, right? And I think you're going to agree with me. Ross Chastain pushes Suarez as much as he can, no doubt about it. Kyle Bush pushes Austin Dillon as much as he can, no doubt about it. 
does Kevin Harvick push one of his teammates? I mean, if Eric Amarola is in front of Kevin Harvick, does Kevin Harvick push him? I know Kevin Harvick wants to win, but is he going to be a team player? He's locked in now. A new winner did not happen last week. Harvick and Keselowski, they're in on points. Nothing can change that. So I just feel like, does Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney help Austin Sindrick? So I think outside of like Hendrick Motorsports, because I mean, we have Bowman and Elliott both out. It's pretty straightforward, like how, you know, Michael McDowell helps Todd Gillen, you know, all these scenarios where like Denny these Hamlin guys are going to Bubba Wallace and, and oh, he, he helps he, Ty Gibbs. Yeah. I mean, Denny yeah. already said like he will push Ty Gibbs, but he will push Bubba past Ty Gibbs if given the opportunity. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, like Christopher Bell, Martin Tricks, like these guys, shout out to Denny Hamlin. His podcast is fantastic. And he was talking about how, how does Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs race each other? Bubba is up 32 points on Ty Gibbs. If there's not a new winner, how does Bubba race Ty? And Denny said, you put your front bumper on Ty Gibbs' back bumper the entire race. You push him the entire race. If he wrecks, you probably wreck. You beat him on points if no new winner. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of scenarios. I mean, the best thing I would say is to pull up a team sheet, look at you know the teammates. Maybe you get some good like positive head-to-head bets on like teammates um i know you're going to talk about one so i don't want to give that out but there are going to be a little bit of edges in this kind of like head-to-heads and i'm not a huge fan of head-to-heads on super speedways but i think that there's a lot of head-to-heads that make sense this week when you're processing how the playoffs work yeah i I agree with all of that dan you know you were mentioning kevin harvick does he push somebody like an almirola or a priest or a briscoe because they all need to to win to get in the playoffs well funny enough literally two minutes before you know, you hopped onto this so we can record. I found Kevin Harvick 45 to one. So I bet him because I think 45 is too long. He's 35 at longest anywhere else. So 45, I thought was just too long. We've got with Kevin Harvick, you know, a situation where he's winless in his final year. You don't think he wants to win in his final year. You don't think he wants to win his final Daytona race. Oh, and you don't yeah. think he wants to win for his crew chief, Rodney Childers, whose mother was hospitalized and he had to miss the last race. So I think it's a, you know, just one of those things where, yeah, probably Harvick plays good teammate, but I think there's still an edge at 45 to one to bet him to win it as well. And I will talk about Harvick being potentially a good teammate later in this podcast when we get into our bets. So it is time to dive into those bets. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around. Daytona. That is four turns, one pick from each of us per turn before we drive into victory lane. So time to wave the green flag on the Coke 0400. Stevie, you're starting on pole. Lead us into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. Yeah, I mean, going right into it, right? One of my favorite things about Daytona is taking some longer shots. For what it's worth, like my outrights at Daytona are usually a quarter or half a unit. So this this one right here, Bubba Wallace plus 2,000 at BetMGM is a half unit bet for me. Like this isn't a full unit. I will gladly take 10 units if Bubba Wallace wins this race and be super happy with it. How I bet Daytona is... I only need a few of my bets to hit for me to have a good week at Daytona. I don't need every single one where I'm betting, you know, minus 110 bets. So Bubba is currently 32 points up on Ty Gibbs for the last spot in the playoffs. We just kind of got done talking about this. I think he plays it safe. I really do. I think that at the beginning of this race, he plays it safe. And half the battle at Daytona and Talladega is being there at the end of the race. So if he does 
play it safe here early. He has an 8.9 average finish in the last seven Daytona races. That's the best among active drivers. He's sixth in quality pass percentage on super speedways with the new car. So, I mean, this is a guy, if he plays it safe, he's shown the ability to be aggressive and move through the field. It's a lot harder with the new car, but if we are really expecting a lot of blocking to happen in the final stage of this race, then playing it safe is maybe the best strategy you can have to be there at the end. So, Bubba's a fantastic super speedway racer. Getting it at 20 to 1, I think, is very, very good odds here to start the week. I totally agree with you. He's a fantastic super speedway racer. His boss and team owner is a fantastic super speedway racer, Denny Hamlin, of course. And I think the goal for Denny Hamlin is to get Bubba Wallace into the playoffs with a secondary goal of getting Ty Gibbs into the playoffs if something happens to Bubba and, you know, still even then Denny probably would like to to win the race and make it harder for somebody like a, a Ty Dillon to points his way in over Bubba Wallace. So I agree with you. I think uh, Bubba Wallace, great chance to win given both him and his team owners, super speedway prowess. But I am going to go with Ty Gibbs in this turn, not because I don't like Bubba Wallace. I love Bubba Wallace. I, I think that's a great bet, and I, I'm, that's why I picked that Denny Hamlin Bubba Wallace one-two finish in whichever order. But I also think six to one for Ty Gibbs to be the top Toyota is too long, and it's the simple fact of Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr. They're locked in. Those are Ty Gibbs teammates. They have much more incentive to push Ty Gibbs than to win it themselves simply because it's good for the team. So especially if something happens to Bubba Wallace, you know, we could we could see it. I wouldn't necessarily say a split in the Toyota camp, but we could see maybe Christopher Bell and, and Martin Truex Jr. helping Ty Gibbs, Denny Hamlin and Tyler Reddick more helping Bubba Wallace if it came down to it at the end of this race. So essentially, if we've got what might be Martin Truex Jr. and Christopher Bell running behind Ty Gibbs, that almost eliminates them from top Toyota contention. Not completely, of course. Anything can happen in these races. But that is a real plausible scenario, which should make Ty Gibbs at least the average Toyota, if not better, which would be 5-1 to one fair odds for a six-car group. So I think 6-1 to one is just too long on Ty Gibbs at this particular race with this particular set of circumstances. Yeah, I mean, he is going to be the priority for Bell, for Martin Truex, if something happens to Bubba, I think Denny will work with Ty Gibbs. Again, he probably doesn't want Ty Gibbs to win the race unless Bubba wrecks super early and then points don't, like it doesn't matter, like Gibbs would get in anyway. So, I mean, in any scenario, I think Bell and Truex are helping Gibbs no matter what. And I think we keep talking about how like these teammates are going to help each other and not help each other and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, there's six strong Toyotas. They're all going to work together. They're going to pit together. Yeah. They're going to be on the same strategy on trying to win this race. So, yeah, I mean, Martin Truex Jr., he has a really good lead. It's possible for Denny to get there. He'd have to win both stages, and Truex would have to get no points. So does Truex sit back? Does that, I mean, does he sit back and that help Ty Gibbs be top Toyota anyway? I mean, there's a lot of ways for Ty Gibbs to be top Toyota this week. Yep. I agree with you there. Yeah, that points battle at the top is another little wrinkle. You could have Truex, Denny Hamlin, and you know I think those are the only two really in contention for the points battle. And then you got three guys who are technically in the points battle for that final spot should we not get a new winner, which would be Bubba Wallace, Ty Gibbs, and Daniel Suarez. So I think those five drivers will be trying to grab stage points at minimum. But 
that is turn one here for us, for me and you. We're going in the Toyota camp, but turn two, we're going to go a little bit different. So we got to keep bump drafting here through turn two. I'm Denny Hanlon, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. Giving you the push here. What do you got in turn two? Going to one of my favorite things to do on super speedways is bet top tens. But unfortunately, Nick destroyed the top 10 market at Super Speedways last year. So I uh, appreciate him for doing that. But I still like <laughs> this one. It's uh, it's Austin Dillon top 10. It's plus 185. At this point, like we know who can get in on points and who can't. He can't make the playoffs with points now. Like it's just not it's not possible, you know, mathematically. So at plus 185 for a top 10 for Austin Dillon, he has a 21.5 average running position in the last six Super Speedway races with a new car. He sits back and he doesn't need to go run for stage points. He needs to be there at the end of this race. So he's going to sit back and not push this race. And that's what he likes to do anyway. And we've seen him do this. And he has three top 10 finishes in the last seven races at Daytona with wins. So he's won at Daytona multiple times doing this strategy of sitting back and just avoiding the mess. So I think Austin Dillon is... One of these guys that can easily get a top 10 this week. So getting him at plus 185 is definitely an early bet that I like. Yeah, and he's super good at these tracks as well. So sitting back, waiting for the chaos to happen in front of him, and then being really good at these tracks is a great recipe to finish inside the top 10 for Austin Dillon there. For my turn to pick, we talked about this earlier a couple times or alluded to it. Teammates. Well, Eric Almarola and Kevin Harvick are Stuart Haas racing teammates. So... I'm going to take Eric Almarola. So despite the fact that I took Kevin Harvick to win the race, I do think that's a plus EV bet. I can make what I think is a plus EV bet here on Eric Almarola minus 110 over his teammate Kevin Harvick. And thankfully, because Harvick's odds are so long, right? I can put like 0.3 units on it to win 20-ish units at the amount I did. I can put 2.2 units on Eric Almarola here, and if either one hits, I still make a nice profitable day. Now, of course, it could be that Harvick beats Almarola and doesn't win the race, and I could lose all of that, but you get the point is you can make two-plus EV bets that sort of contradicts each other, but they become a natural hedge in a way. But Eric Almarola minus 110 over Kevin Harvick is my pick. The best way to avoid Rex, run up front. And Eric Almarola, he has led 132 laps in the next-gen car at these drafting tracks. So that's including Atlanta as well. Kevin Harvick has only led 24 laps. So it's more likely that Harvick would get caught up maybe in some some mess here. According to Greg Mathern of wintherace.com, Almarola has 18.1% of laps run inside the top three, where Kevin Harvick is only at 10.5%. So that's a pretty big gap. That's almost double for Eric Almarola in terms of laps inside the top three versus Kevin Harvick at the two big super speedways. Plus, you know, there's always the chance that Harvick plays nice teammate and pushes Almarola, if not to the win, at least tries to push him to the win, which means he'd be riding behind him. So I'm going to go with Eric Almarola minus 110 over Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I think if you're Harvick, you're definitely helping your teammate. I mean, you do want to win the race. Don't get me wrong. And like, is Amarillo even going to be in this car next year? So like, does it matter if he makes the playoffs or not in, in Kevin Harvick's favor? So I think he helps him as much as he can early, you know, who avoids the mess. And if they both wreck early and Kevin Harvick is pushing Eric Amarola, well, last scoring loop is going to give the finish to Eric Amarola. So you still hit this bet. So 
Yeah, I mean, Eric Amarola is not a guy that is going to sit back. He's going to go up there and try to fight. And honestly, Kevin Harvick with the next-gen car, he likes to be up front too. So Ford is one of those like types of strategies that they like to run up towards the front. Totally agree with that. So that is turn two. We're going to head to the backstretch. But before we move on to turn three, gentlemen, for those of you listening, I want to remind you that first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, people will notice, especially as you get older. Yes, fellas, I'm talking to you. Luckily for you, it's not that difficult. You just don't have the right tools, but that's where Caldera Lab comes in. Their products reduce the visibility of wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Show your skin who's boss and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. The Caldera Lab regimen is just three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts and ends your day, leaving all skin types feeling refreshed. But my personal favorite, the base layer, is your daily moisturizer. I personally find that extra useful to hydrate my skin and prevent myself from drying up like a prune in this dry desert heat. The good, it helps tighten your skin as it's packed with antioxidants. In fact, 3.4 million antioxidant units to protect your skin. No other brand does this. Better yet, Caldera Lab is the only brand that even cares about this enough to know. By using the regimen daily, you're using product packed with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. And you know me, I'm a data guy. And data shows that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger appearance after using their products for only a few weeks. So Start now and you'll look younger before the end of the 2023 racing season. I just started using the regimen myself and I can already tell a difference. I know by the time that I turn 40 in just a couple months, I'll be well on my way towards preventing my skin from looking like 100 lap old tires. And there's more. The Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum addresses the three most common concerns about the eyes that would be fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. So one minute in the morning and at night is all it takes to reduce skin damage caused by aging, weather, and sweating out those green-white checkered finishes. So just for the running hot audience, we have an exclusive offer, their best offer anywhere. Use code RUNNING at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code RUNNING at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, you look younger. 20% off at calderalab.com with code RUNNING. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 
1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right, Stevie, now we have to dive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. What do you got for us in turn three, Stevie? Well, I mean, you just went top Toyota, so I feel like I got I to gotta join in on the fun here. I'm going to go top Ford. It's Austin Cindric at 10 to 1, so I like this for a half unit. I mean, it goes back to what we were just talking about. Will his teammates help him? And I, I feel like if you're Penske, and Roger Penske has no problem saying, hey, guys, this is what you're doing. And like, you can't say no to that guy. So I feel like the meetings this week, Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney are told, we need this two car in the playoffs. Go get this guy in the playoffs. And I mean, Penske... When we go to Daytona, I mean, they have to be at the top of the list as far as favorites. Go look at the odds. Blaney and Logano are two of the biggest favorites to win this race. So in the six super speedway races with the new car, Cendric has a 13-point average finish, which is the fourth highest among active drivers. He's finished inside the top five in two of the last three Daytona races with this car. He's the fifth highest quality pass percentage at Daytona with the new car as well. I mean, he's been great on these super speedways, and now you're telling me two of the best are going to help him? In my mind, this is just a simple, I think his teammates are going to help him edge bet. And if he's getting help, I think Cindric has a legit chance to win this race. Not only is like get top forward, but if you want to take him to win this race as well and throw a half a unit on that, I'm not going to talk you out of it because I, I do think that with Logano and Blaney helping him, I think it's huge. Dude, you've convinced me. I'm going to take this top forward 10 to 1. I'm going to take that 25 to 1 to win at BetMGM. Actually, no, I don't think I'm going to because I have a field bet that includes Austin Sindrick. So I don't need to take that. But uh, if you want to, and I think you should if you don't have the field bet, which I think most of you don't, you know, I think Austin Sindrick 25 to 1 at BetMGM is a great bet. You've totally convinced me here. So really like that. I'll wait, of course, for the episode to air before I go bet this so that y'all have a chance to grab it as well. But really, really like that bet for you there. Stevie, my turn to return three pick, I should say. We're going to do a little call response here, again, using some data from Greg Mathern at winthereace.com. I'm going to put up two drivers, driver A and driver B, and a blind resume, and you're going to tell me which driver you prefer. So top 15 percentage, 39.2% for driver A, or 35.8% for driver B? Well, 39%. Yeah, exactly. How about 27.4 versus 27.3 in top 10 percentage? 27.4. Yeah, pretty much a toss-up, right? In top 5 percentage, 13% versus 10.2%. All right, I see a trend here. Let's go to that 13%. Yeah, Yeah, and then we're going to have 8.5 versus 1.7 in the top 3 and 3.4 versus 0.2 in laps led. So in driver A takes the cake in all of these top 15, 10, 5, 3, and top one laps led percentage in terms of the percent of the laps they've run. Driver A is Harrison Burton, and driver B is somebody people love at Super Speedways, Michael McDowell. Harrison Burton 
has actually outperformed Michael McDowell in terms of where they run on track. Just Burton hasn't had any good luck. He's only finished on the lead lap once in 10 next-gen drafting races. He's been caught up in pretty much every wreck possible. He's had some other bad luck as well. But if he finishes on the lead lap, he should be running near or ahead of Michael McDowell. Plus, you know, he can tail on with Joey Logano, Brian Blaney, and Austin Sindrick because he is uh, an affiliate teammate to them as well. So even if Harrison Burton wrecks, this race is going to be so chaotic, it's it's quite possible Michael McDowell wrecks out first. So it's just one of those things where Burton is plus 120 versus Michael McDowell. But that to me, that just doesn't make sense. These two guys are essentially a coin flip. It just comes down to the finishing luck and being in the right place at the right time. And Harrison Burton has had arguably the worst luck of anybody in the next-gen car at these drafting races. So I'm going to take the positive money here. I'm going to take Harrison Burton plus 120 over Michael McDowell. Yeah, I mean, any plus odds head-to-head is something that I'm interested. If the cars are like anywhere close in equipment-wise, I think that getting a plus head-to-head bet at Daytona is fine. So... I'm not going to sit here and talk you off of it. <laughs> I can't talk you off the ledge on this one, Nick. Yeah, I, I am perfectly okay getting plus money with Burton over McDowell. I very rarely bet minus money odds at super speedways. Of course, Eric Almarola is the exception here for me to the rule. But I do, like you said, I love those plus money odds. So that is turn three. We got one more turn left. Time to dive into turn four. I'm Connor Daly, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, lead us into turn four. Going to another top 10. I mean, this is a top 10 a year or two ago. We probably would have got it like plus 500. So again, thanks, Nick. But yeah, we're getting Corey LaJoy at plus 215. Corey LaJoy is someone I, I love on Super Speedways. He's another driver that will sit to the back and move to the front at the right time. So he's going to be aggressive. Like, I don't think it's crazy to think that like LaJoy has a chance to win this race with the next-gen car. He's definitely got up there and mix it up a lot more with these guys. And he has nothing to lose. You know, he's under contract. He's not going anywhere. He's found a home. And I mean, getting his top 10 at plus 215, I think is super solid. So, I mean, if you look at the results, it's not great. But if you look at like what he's been able to do and how he's been able to run with this new car, I don't mind getting it at plus 215. Would I have liked it at a longer odds? Yes. But I, I like getting these like crazy top 10 bets in at Daytona because I, I really, at the end of the day, think anyone can get into the top 10. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Corey LeJoy, he's honestly, he's proven himself to be without like much help. Like he's not really getting help from Ty Dillon or I think it was Landon Castle last year. He like he hasn't really gotten help from those guys. He's proven himself to be one of the premier super speedway racers. And he's really doing it without major teammate assistance. So I think, you know, it's just one of those things where my only question is, is he going to get caught up in one of these big ones? But you're getting very large plus money odds. If he doesn't get caught up in one of these, I think he's got a very good chance of finishing inside the top 10. So plus 215 should still be good enough for Corey LaJoy. I'm going to go with, instead of a top 10 bet, I'm going to get a little bit longer on the odds and, and go top five. And I'm going to take Kyle Larson for a top five finish at four to one. Now, I know Kyle Larson stinks at super speedways. That's what the prevailing thought, but he's gotten much better recently. He doesn't have the finishes to show for it, but he spends a ton of time inside the top 15, the top 10, the top five. It just has not 
translated well into finishes. In fact, if you look at the amount of time he spent inside the top five, that is more than 25%, which if you know we just randomized the laps, that would equate to better than three to one odds, like around plus 275. And we know Hendrick Motorsports is going to be working together. Kyle Larson, William Byron are going to be working together to get at least one, well, obviously <laughs> at most one of Elliot, Chase Elliott or Alex Bowman into the playoffs, but they would love to get one of those into the playoffs. So they're going to be working together as a team. And so while I don't want to take Kyle Larson to win this, getting that top five gives us a little more wiggle room. And, you know, if you look around the industry, he's anywhere from plus 225 for a top five finish to plus 300. So plus 400 is at least a 5% raw edge, right? Three to one is 25% implied odds. So he'd need to finish in the top five at least 25% of the time to make money. But with four to one, he only needs to finish inside the top five, 20%. That extra 5% is pretty huge for me. There is no way, just like what we were talking about, Roger Penske, there is no way in the team meetings this week, Jeff Gordon and Rick Hendrick didn't say, Kyle and William, you push Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott as much as you possibly can. You do not try to pass him on the last lap of this race. And I mean, as a driver, you don't want to hear that. But I mean, Kyle Larson finishing second to Chase Elliott or Alex Bowman is exactly what you're kind of hoping for here. Because, I mean, Chase Elliott doesn't have his long vods. So I think both of us are hoping it's Alex Bowman that's getting pushed across the finish line. But there's no way that those meetings didn't happen this week. Let's just be honest. I mean, Chevy as a whole, like, hey... You know, let's try to get Austin Dillon in. Let's try to get one of Alex Bowman. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a better odds for Chevy to win the championship. And, I mean, that's what they want as a manufacturer. So, yeah, not only was it Rick Hendricks, but they'll have manufacturer meetings on, like, Friday night, Saturday morning. It's going to be, hey, we need to get these guys in the playoffs. Yeah, and and you just look at the overall theme of our bets this week. Like, you got Bubba Wallace. Denny Hamlin will be pushing Bubba Wallace. Ty Gibbs, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing should be pushing Ty Gibbs. Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch should be pushing Austin Dillon. Eric Almirola, you know, at best, you'd think Almirola is better than Harvick, or Harvick may push Almirola. Austin Sindrick getting pushed by teammates. Harrison Burton McDowell is a little different, and Corey LaJoy is a little different, but then Kyle Larson should be pushing his teammates. So if that happens, he will end up in the top five. So our bets are really themed around a lot of the teamwork, and it was the same with my, you know, Hamlin Bubba bet earlier in the week so just one of those things where a lot of our bets are correlated around these teammate correlations as well so stevie we have completed the lap around daytona only one thing left to do lead us into victory lane what are we doing we're going to alex bowman he's 25 to 1 over on bet mgm we just got done saying that we think kyle larson and william byron will be pushing Bowman. And I feel like these cars are going to be trimmed out. You know, Hendrick is going to send the two best cars they have with Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott this week. So, I mean, getting Alex Bowman at 25 to one, I don't think people realize just how good he's been on the super speedways with the new car. He's run five of them. He has a 13.2 average finish, which is the third highest among active drivers. He has one of the best quality pass percentages. So he's been able to not only run really well and finish really well, but he's also been able to pass drivers. So he's definitely figured out a lot more with this new car. And I mean, again, like we're so used to coming to Daytona and Hendrick having a ton of speed. Well, I mean, I would not be shocked. And I don't, I don't think you're going to be shocked if we have like Hendrick having four cars starting in like the top six. I think they're going to be trimmed out for speed and say, Hey, 
it might be a little tight and it might be a little free, but you're going to be fast and you're going to unload with speed. And I think that's kind of what we're hoping for with Alex Bowman at 25 to one. Yeah, I agree with you right there. And let's be real. If, if it does come down to these 400 cars where two of them are pushing two of them, Alex Bowman's 25 to one and Chase Elliott's around, you know, 12 to 13, maybe 14 to one at the longest in places and even down to 10 to one at some places, they shouldn't be that far apart. Obviously, we think Chase Elliott is a better super speed racer, so he should be favored over Alex Bowman, but it shouldn't be that drastically different. So getting 25 to one on Alex Bowman is really nice value. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Coke Zero Sugar 400 episode of Running Hot, Action Network's motorsports betting podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. What a way to start the 2023 playoffs on behalf of my co-host Stephen young thanks again for listening we'll see you here next week on running hot from action network action network reminds you please gamble responsibly if you or someone you care about has a gambling problem help is available 24 7 at 1-800-GAMBLER